Welcome to the Bangor Sports Science Podcast, the official podcast for the School of Psychology and Sports Sciences at Bangor University. My name is Amir Sandhu and I'm the host of this show which aims to provide you with topical insights about sport and exercise science. Whether you are a practitioner, athlete, coach, student or just generally interested in sports science, we have a selection of guests from different backgrounds who are here to share their knowledge. You can listen to this podcast on all available podcast streaming platforms and can also view the video of the podcast on our Bangor Sports Science YouTube channel. The channel link will be in the description, so please do check it out. Please also take time to like, subscribe and share our content. Welcome to the Bangor Sports Science Podcast. Um, I'd like to wish all of our listeners and viewers um, all the best for the new year. I hope you had a nice winter break. Uh, Today I'm actually delighted to have with us Officer Mark Langley. Hi, Mark. Hi, how's it going? Happy New Year to you. Yes, and to you as well. Uh, how's everything going? You all right? It's not so bad, yourself? Uh, not too thanks bad. For our, keep... Thanks for having us on the podcast. No, it's great to have you. So for our listeners and our viewers as well, Mark is actually a former sport and exercise science student. You graduated in I 2019? Was... Yeah, it would have been around that region because I was here from 2015. 2015, 2015 okay. 2015, did three years here okay. and then continued here. Then you continued. So you graduated and now you're actually in the West Midlands Police Force. So you're a yeah. police officer. Um, and you're hoping to finish your police officer f- training in the sp- and then go into the specialties by October of next year. Uh, region, region being, yeah. In that region, in that okay. Region, see what okay. <clears throat> so today, really, what I want to, to do is, for, for all of our listeners, is just to chart your journey from sure. doing a sport and exercise science degree here at Bangor University, yeah. and then f- going through the COVID years, which was obviously tough for everybody, but for people like yourself, you've graduated, and then all of a sudden everything's shut down. Mm. Um, and then just seeing how you navigated through that, and then how you went into the police force and your experiences, particularly how you can actually use your sports science knowledge to help you in as a police officer. Sure. Uh, so I'd be really interested to hear about that. So yeah, so I suppose we'll get straight into it then yeah, go on. so firstly you know well, you like to know you well you are born and raised in north wales from the tiny village of egglesbach yeah egglesbach i wasn't i knew uh, i was going to butcher I wasn't, that i wasn't but I, I wasn't born here that's uh, that's a bit of a misrepresentation uh, yeah, no that's true Actually, yeah, i was i was born in saudi arabia a long way away from here wow okay but, um no I, was, I did spend a good majority of my life down in wales yes yeah uh, that's that's definitely for true went yeah. uh, went to school around here and then yeah and now you're Bangor. in the kind of Big city of Birmingham, which yeah, I know very well. I've lived there for yeah, a couple true. of years. That's true. Um, okay, so, yeah, so how, how, firstly, let's go right back to the beginning. Why did you choose sports science and why did you choose Bangor University? Well, I chose sports science probably for selfish reasons. The uh, I've always been interested in sports in general and improved my own performance within the sport. Now, I'm no proclaimed professional athlete, anything like that. It was really for my own personal gain. And so I thought, okay, I'll, uh, I've got that drive at least, so I'll find sports and, sports and exercise science interesting. I'm already interested in that subject. And so I looked down as that route when I was doing my A-levels to come study that. The, okay. uh, I chose Bangor University purely for the location and the fact that I didn't really want to be known as a number, in, as you do yeah. in some big universities like, say, Loughborough, London. Uh, you really are just a number in those yeah, yeah. those universities. You don't get to know the lecturers like we do on this level. Yeah. Yeah, or if you do, it's very rare. The, uh, so that was partly the reason why I chose Bangor, and I don't regret that choice. It was a it was a good choice of his day. Came out with a lot less debt, and I got the same qualification as most. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay. Yeah, and obviously you're you're right. We're we're a good institution. We do pride ourselves yeah. on having that good relationship with the students. So yeah, the reputation of Bangor proceeds. <clears throat> 
quite happy to hear about that. Okay, so yeah, so you did your degree then, and you graduated in 2019. Yeah, would have been around that region. What did you do afterwards? <laughs> so when I was actually in university, when I was doing the three years here, the I actually had a number. I had actually had a number of jobs already. So during those two years, so. All right, let's start from the beginning. So when I was 14, mm-hmm. I was a first ever job I actually had. Yeah, go on. The, fir- the first job I was labor was I was actually paid for was laboring for my dad. Okay. I used to dig ditches. Wow. <laughs> so that, that was a new, well, not for me. Heavy labor. That is. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, was um, I was digging ditches at like 13, 14 years old. I got very well versed using a shovel and a bit of manual <laughs> labor from learning a few, few words that you shouldn't have learned that age. But there we go. That's another, you, get, you get pretty hard to that very quickly, which I'll come to at a later stage. The, um, and then I went over to, um, used to work for the local council. I was a pool lifeguard initially. It was an okay job, but wasn't really my street. The um, two, two enclosed, didn't really like being indoors. And then I give that job up. And then I went into becoming a beach lifeguard for the RNLI. Now, I don't know whether you know where we had them here, but we've actually got the beach lifeguards in Rill, or we used to at least. Yep. don't know whether they're still there now. Real Prestatin and those beaches along that coast. And Bomaris as well. Hmm? Bomaris as well. I'm not so sure about Bomaris. Okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're there now. I don't know. Because right, okay. in the, the councils here, when I was in it, it was used to be council run, used to be funded. So they right, just paid the okay. RNLI, who yeah. we all know is a, is a, non, non, it's a charitable yes, organisation. Yes, that's right. The, uh, so the council paid them to provide the lifeguards with the train. And that was a good job. It was. Okay, yeah. the, uh, but I didn't just cover those beaches. I used to do, do England as well. So I wow. used to do Formby and what was another one? Another beach in Liverpool where yep. they got the Iron Men statues. Right. Can't okay. remember where they are. It's, it's near, it's close enough so you can actually see the boat that comes in from Belfast okay. going out. That's that's how I remember it. I couldn't get there now. I couldn't remember where yep. it is, but yep. sure if you type in Iron Men statue on a beach, you'll find yep. out where it was. So anyway, I kept that job while I was in uni. Okay. And then meantime, <laughs> I was actually also doing a double double shift when I was there. I used to be a doorman as well and used wow. to work for a local firm called CSM Security. Okay. They're still around. Yeah. Um, do you know the stadium up in Colwyn Bay? I do, yeah. ADS Stadium. Yeah, well, yep. it's actually now known as CSM Stadium. Okay. The um, oh, C- CSM Stadium, whatever you want to call it. The uh, That's the firm I used to work with and yep. it, was, um, it was quite big at the time but got a lot bigger now. And I used to do, I used to be a doorman as well wow. and a bit of security. So I'd go from the RNLI to the doorman. Yeah. And then I'd do that and then wake up again for about nine o'clock and be back on the beaches again. Wow, okay. And this was whilst you... <laughs> this was whilst I was in uni. uni. Now, when, it, now when term wow. time came around, the uh, I dropped one of those jobs because yeah. the summertime one was only seasonal. Okay. Well, the beach lifeguard, I should say, but that was seasonal. The um, And then when I was here on the weekends, I'd be I'd be on the doors. Right, okay. Because uh, I was 18 by that point. So you've had quite a lot of different jobs that have given you a good life experience. Yeah, for, you for know, sure. Really, when you think about the fact that you know you haven't just done your degree, you've actually been doing additional things, like a lot of our students do. I think yeah, a lot, lot of students do it. Don't it do it. It's one of the best ways in which you can actually broaden your horizons. Yeah, and exactly. Think about the bigger picture and and make yourself you know navigate through the world in a in a much better way, isn't it? So yeah. Okay. So you you had those jobs. You you're doing your degree. You finished your degree. I remember when you were here as well. A good student. And then what did you do after immediately after then in 2019, 2020? So when I graduated from sports science, yeah. I had the option of coming back and doing a uh, master's degree in sports science. Okay. The, uh, or, but I thought, okay, the third, the third year for me, that was quite a tough year. I remember a lot of my friends out, that stressed a lot of my group mm-hmm. of friends out a lot the third year, more so than the second year, which yeah. is quite ironic because when I think about it, I think the second year was harder. Anyway, so away from that. 
So I had the choice to come back here, do a MSc. Is it MSc? That's what it would be? Uh, yes, yeah, it would be MSc. Or yeah. do an MBA in business school up there. Okay. Now, at the time, the I don't know whether it's still the case now, The because um, at one point, if you wanted to do a master's, you had to fund it out of your own pocket. Mm. The um, They changed that. So now you could actually get a student loan for it. So the I had that option. That was quite lucky. Okay. Back to that. So... I spoke to the business school up there. I think I think the guy who I spoke to is long since retired, and he said, "Well, we can certainly take you on because there was no specific requirement to have a degree in business." Yeah. So I went in that way with my sports science degree, and so okay. look, it's what's can't be too much different, can it? Surely, yeah. okay, it might be behind on a business student, but nothing I can't catch up on. So I did the MBA, which is a master's in business administration yeah. in management. Yeah. And I did that up in uh, the management centre there. Okay. Up in business school. And, and what was the purpose of doing, was that just because you wanted to learn more about business? Were you going to go into business? What well, was... I'll tell you what it was. So for me, the I've done a degree and I, looked, and I, and I look at things I still do in a certain way. Yeah. Of, um, for me, that was just like a starting stone. The, um, and for me, I always wanted a complete set. If you get what I mean. Yeah. So you got master, you got your degree, masters, and PhD at the end of it. Yeah. Now, for some reason, that's just me. I like to get, I like to do things completely or not do them at all. Okay. So yeah. I went for the, I went for the masters, and then I quickly realised during that time I couldn't have doing a PhD. I don't have the brains for it. Okay. Well, maybe I got the brains for it if I got the right subject, but yeah. it's a long time. It's yes. Three, yeah. four years out of your life. That's right. It's a long time. Yeah. The um, so I thought better of that, and I cut it off short at the masters. But my whole aim was that was to get that and then try work my way into the aviation sector at yeah, one point. Because you're a qualified pilot as Yeah, well, I got you? my private pilot yeah. license. I got that at when I was yeah. 18, 17, that's right. 18. I, I, had that, I had that long before I could drive. Yes, that's right. The, um, yes, yeah, I remember you saying <laughs> so that. So that was my that was my big plan, getting a get a master's degree and then end up in the aviation field somewhere. Yeah. But uh, quickly realised that there's a lot of people out there with a master's degree and a lot more life experience than I have. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough to actually go up in the plane with you, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah, that's so, right. You still live to tell the tale. You still so. live to tell the tale. <laughs> it was certainly a memorable day up through the, the mountains, Snowdonia, yeah, seeing the Conway tunnels as well yeah, I remember from up that. above. Um, okay, so you, you, yeah, you, you, it seems like you've you've got your hands in a lot of pies, as it were. Well, yeah, you don't eat the your pies. Your fingers in a lot of pies, as you say. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so then came COVID. Okay, yeah. so we're talking, you know, the tail end of 2019 into 2020. Yeah, that's correct. And about 2020. That 2020, hit. and so that obviously meant a lot of people who were on a, a certain career trajectory. Mm. It just stopped, didn't it? Because yeah. everything stopped for a little while. Um, how a, did you? Cope? I'd say a little while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it was longer than a little while, wasn't yeah, it? But that, how yeah. did you feel that you coped then? Um, and what? Did, how did that change? your pathway to into what you know where you are today almost so the master's degree it was a um that was a fun time so obviously we started in what's it it would have been september wouldn't it that's right yeah it would have been yeah. september and it was all going well up until covid time and then that couldn't have hit at the worst time to be honest with me because you're paying a lot of money for a master's degree that's right bear in mind it's not actually coming from the well it's coming from the student loans company but it's coming from you. So they pay you and then you've got to pay the university. Yes. Yeah. So you've paid a lot of money. And then at the end of it, so when COVID hit for me, a lot of my course actually got slashed in half. Okay. The um, and When I think about it, the I was 90% in at the time. And then next minute I was studying in library and we just got told, yeah, you're not coming in. And then it's, it kind of threw a spanner in the works for a lot of our um, lecturers because everything had to go online then. And to this day, I'm sure not many people did do those online lectures, but there we go. <laughs> That's not my problem. Yeah. But um, so anyway, going back to your original question, how did that happen? So obviously that put a lot of people out of work, but it didn't put me out of work okay. because at the time, 
the I'd already gone and got before I went into um, before I before I actually got a confirmation start. I was going to the school of business. Yeah. The um, when I left when I left in 2019. I actually went and got my first HGV license. Okay. So wow. um, I was potting around because that, that took his time because obviously when you do that license, you got to wait for your, you got to get your test first and you got to yes, do all your yeah. theory tests, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I yeah. did all that. The, uh, then you had to get a medical. So that takes time. So that took a good chunk of my summer summertime off. Okay. And um, so I found a job as a binman. Right, okay. <laughs> Believe it yeah. or not, yeah, driving yeah. bin lorries. Okay. So um, for me, I kept, and then I kept that going for about three or four weeks before we started in the master's degree. Yeah. And then, mate, as soon as um, COVID hit, I wasn't really out of a job. I just pretty much jumped into that. Okay. And whilst I did my online studying at the time. So you, so what you're saying is that when COVID hit, you jumped straight into the lorry driving. Yeah, that's how okay. I started. So I jumped into, I jumped in as a bin man. So I was driving lorries for the local council, Conway Council. Okay. The, uh, so I drove for them for yeah. quite some time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was about three, four hundred pound a week, which was a lot for a student. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. for a student. It's not yeah. many, not many students were on that. I was looking yeah. to make half of that a week. The, yeah. uh, so I was on that. Okay. So, but between term times as well. I would do one or two days a week, maybe just a weekend. Okay, that's the, incredible. Uh, so say for us, it was a Wednesday off. Yeah. I'd, I'd work the morning and the Wednesday, carrying for the rest of my day. Yeah, well, so, it shows quite a lot of humility to go from sports science, <coughs> MBA, <coughs> and then due to the need as well, getting your HGV, um, dr- driving a bin lorry, and, mm. and, and just doing that and not having any kind of hang-ups and drawbacks. You've got to earn... You've also got to get life experience as well. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's. Um, I think it's important that regardless, to, to well, regardless of what education you have, I mean, at the end of the day, it is just that. It's an education. Of course, the, of course it is. Of course uh, it is. You, you would you have learned have... quite a lot being uh, yeah. you know, out on the streets and, yeah. and working Yeah, I mean, with... I've, like I say, I've, I've got my hands dirty before. So yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. For, me, for me, I mean, quite literally shoveling. Yeah, yeah. Insert the swear word in that one. Yeah, but uh, so no, it's certainly a good philosophy to go through your life. You've got to go regardless of the circumstance. You've got to try and find whatever opportunities are. Yeah, available exactly. I mean, you've got to you've got to pay not, your bills. Exactly, and not the, think that uh, they're beneath you. Okay, oh. so you, you you did the bin lorry, but then you moved on to kind of more freight. Um, yeah, so trucking as well. So during you? that time, so obviously when I finished my masters, <clears> I thought, right, okay, that's that really is the end of it. And uh, but going back to it, so <laughs> during that time when I was in the master's degree, no, it would have been the third year university. I actually applied for Manchester Police. Okay. Quite quite some time ago, I got rejected at right, the time. Right. Okay. And um, what? Why do you mind telling? No, us no, why I don't actually because it's actually quite relevant. So I got rejected on that one because of lack of life experience. Right. Quite okay. quite plain and quite quite plain and simply, that's what happened. So that you one. can get rejected from by uh, to, by to the police for not having enough life experience. That was back at the time. That was back okay. then. That, the whole process has changed now. Okay. Since, since okay. then, I don't know what I don't know what the new process is like yeah. now. But that was on that process. That was but okay. That's what came back on my report. Right. Okay. Not like a, not exactly stated like that, like a life experience, but. When you read into it, you're like, yeah, that can be related to lack of a, like, lack of life experience. Lack of life exp- Which, okay. let's face it, at the end of the day, 18 years old. Yeah. Straight from straight from university to police. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's Real, quite realistically, a big it's, jump, that's, that's, it? a, that's a big jump. It's a big jump, and, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your experiences as an officer. So, you, you, so then you did apply to West Midlands Police. Yeah. So that's this is where that happened. So okay. I um, so I'd finished the master's degree. Quickly realised that I need to make money here. Yeah. Because um, the old draft ain't going to pay off itself. <laughs> let's let's get let's yeah. get, let's face yeah. it. At the end of the day, banks like HSBC, NatWest, they don't care what you do for no, a living as so no. long as you're clear. Clear, whatever. Yeah. So um, I'd always, I'd always had a fascination with these big things that moved when I was a kid. Anyway, yeah. And so I used to watch these lorries go up and down the road, 
And uh, I, always, I always used to think, so even when I was driving, I thought, you know what, that'd be, I wouldn't mind doing that one day. And uh, so I went back to the HGV school. Okay. And then I got my additional license. So what that is for me is just literally, it, unlock, it unlocks the power on the truck. Okay. And how much, uh, well, actually, no, that's, that's a lie. It doesn't unlock the power on the truck. So it allows, it just allows me to tow whatever I want in the back. Right, okay. So from memory, now I don't think memory might serve me well, but from memory for your first license, you can only tow 750 kilogram trailer, okay. which isn't a lot. Yeah. The next one unlocks it up to about 44 ton. Okay, that's what you wow. see going up and down a road now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I used to drive. Okay. So wow. <laughs> I did that. And then I honestly, there's no word of a joke in this or lie. The I got my license. And then as soon as I received those stamps on my license, I then got my um, tackle card. And then I was on the phone to an agency and I was accepted at that agency. I remember I was still, I was still in touch with that agency today. Yeah. It's a local agency and I still get work from them every now and then. Okay. The, uh, which declared and everything. But um, so I went into that and honestly, I was, I, just, I had me interviewed the first, the first day, the next day I was in the truck. Right. That's how quickly that's that how quick that's how quick yeah, that job okay. was. Yeah. And yeah. for the first time I ever actually driven a truck, it was a brand new twenty twenty one plate Volvo. Okay. I got in there, it was like it was like getting into a spaceship. I didn't even yeah. know where the gears was. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I remember a lot of the older older fellas, the older drivers that came with me showed me where the gears was and that was it. And then okay. the uh, but my introduction to that job was uh, okay, here's a truck, um go down to Hollyhead, pick up a trailer and go yeah. go yeah. down to London. And, and yeah, you were doing the long distance. Yeah, yeah, that was it. The truck is where you had your living quarters. And yeah, yeah. This, this, was, this was the big. This was the big stuff. This wasn't yeah, the. Yeah, this, this was, wasn't yeah, no, no, no yeah, This is something yeah. you can live in for about a week and week plus, and wow. I did later okay. on down the line. Okay. The uh, so anyway, so my introduction to that job was uh, it was sold to me like yeah you'll uh, you'll go down with another lad so to London and um, you'll be shown the road. So I thought I was going to follow somebody. Yeah. What really happened was he got there. So yeah, here's a truck. Uh, here's the keys. All your paperwork's in there. Um, fire up, get down to the get port. Yeah, get on yeah. with it. That, yeah. that was it. Was, yeah. um, if you think if you think anything else is stressful, that was stressful because yeah. I just threw the keys and told you to get on with it. And uh, anyway, so I get down to support naively, try to find my trailer, a new driver, making everybody mad, getting in the way. And um, I managed to find a trailer. Somehow managed to get it hooked up with yeah. a bit of help from the other drivers. And uh, I go to the guy, oh, are we going to go to, are you going to follow us down? And he's like, no, you're, you're going on your own, mate. And that was how I ended up in that job. But right. it paid very well, about 700 to 800 pounds a week. Okay. That's so why that, I did it. Yeah, wow, that's a lot <laughs> did that of money for a, long for a week, time. isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so that's great. Okay, so you did the, the HGV uh, stuff, mm-hmm. you know, working for quite a large company as yeah, well. Yeah, I used to work uh, for Agro or Slash Sawyers. That's what they used to be okay. known as. And then Manfred. And Manfred as well. You see those uh, some big haulage companies. Yeah, the big orange ones going down the road. And then you decided West Midlands Police Force. Yeah, so, okay, so this did, is a funny story. So okay, well, I, was, I was coming up the road and I was on my way from, um, I think somewhere. I was actually coming up from Crew at the time. I was okay. going back to Hollyhead to then start another 15-hour day. And then uh, back to Hollyhead from Crew and back up the road to somewhere in England. I can't remember where it was. Somewhere, somewhere about three or four hours in England. So yeah. it was a long way by truck. Anyway, I broke down on the A55. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Gearbox completely seized. Brand new, brand new truck. Nobody had serviced it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, we won't comment on that one. But um, so that broke down. So as I was standing there on the side of this A55, I managed to pull it into a uh, side road. Yeah. The, uh, well, it wasn't actually called an obstruction. People still get around you. Yeah. And they do at the end of the day. Most yeah. people don't really care. <laughs> the, um, so anyway, what comes out first? I'd already rang my company to say, hey, I need a, I need a wrecker out here. A wrecker is a big... Um, a big 
Is it's it a tool truck on steroids. Yeah, the big that's, ones for the yeah, trucks. Yeah, it's an it's an Arctic with a yeah, big I've tow rope them. on the back. Yeah, You've seen yeah, them. Yeah. So Scania was only down the road from there. There was okay. so they was already on the way out. But who turned up first? But a traffic cop. And uh, I got speaking to her in yeah. the end, and I thought, you know what? I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind giving. I wouldn't mind trying out for that job. And then one of my best mates, who I made in this, um, actually made in sports science, and actually joined. Yeah. And he convinced me to do it as well. Right, so you, uh, another sports science yeah, yeah, alumnus from our uh, yeah, you know, university. Yeah. He's a police officer as yep. well, and he was already there. And yeah, he's he already there. He's okay. about six months ahead of me. Right, okay. something around that region. Yeah, that's and, great. And uh, he convinced me to join as well, so those two combined, I ended up in West Midlands Police. Okay, so you, you, you went to, so you obviously left North Wales, went to live in Birmingham. Yep. Um, which is a you know the second largest city, completely yeah. different demographically from North Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lo- lots of mix of ethnicities. Oh yeah, the crime levels are obviously much higher as well. It's a busy place, yeah. So, what were your? So, firstly, talk us through your first couple of weeks in in the job. Then, like in terms of, was it what you expected? How did you deal with the kind of um, pressures of policing and, and and being a junior officer, navigating through, you know, what is a city full of so many different perspectives well, the first people. the first couple of weeks for me would it would it in in regards to training school because your first couple of weeks are spent in training school okay the, yeah. uh, so that was that was that was for me at least but uh settling into birmingham I'd, i've lived all over all over yeah. the world yeah so for me and i think probably partly due to my job before when i used to stay away for weeks on end yeah. it wasn't too much of a wasn't too much of a jump no okay. it was more like uh, okay yeah i don't have i don't have a house on wheels anymore so yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't too much of a jump. So your life experience has basically helped you to it helped me settle move down. there and settle in quite quickly. Yeah, I, yeah. I reckon I was settled in within about two or three days. And wow. I've, I've always That's been fast. I've always been quite an explorer anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, by the time I knew where I was going and I got the confirmation from the guys like, yeah, you yeah. are coming down here. Yeah. The uh, I'd already sorted out my accommodation, sorted out the gym where I was going to go. Yeah. I knew I knew exactly where I was heading. So so what's the process? And so you you joined the police force. That yeah. You mentioned that the first couple of months are in the college. Yes. So, uh, so what is talk us through that process? So that in then. the in the college you uh, learn about the standards because it's a whole different it's a whole different world. Yeah. You learn about the standards of behaviour, this and the other, etc. Then you learn importantly about the law. Okay. This and the other, and then it essentially prepares you to go out to go out to where you go into the station in the yeah. end where. You're there. You're then taken by a tutor who's experienced, yeah. and then you learn the ropes from them, so okay. to speak. Yeah. And then eventually, you're then allowed out on your own. Yeah. Not on your own, as per se. And then you carry on learning. It's a continuous learning curve. Okay. So, what was your first? Um, once you left college, what was your first kind of duty or specialty that you? It was actually. In? I actually ended up in um, response, which so that's, you deal with everything there. Okay. So everything and so everything. So that's the initial nine 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 call. Yeah, the yeah. First, you're, you're, you're the first, first on the person scene. that arrives. Yeah. Okay. First person that arrives. So I went there and I was in Wolverhampton for a bit, and then yeah. I moved over to Blockswitch. Okay. The year with the training. Yeah. And then it continued from there. And did you have, um, so I think for me, the thing would be like going to a situation where there's, you know, a particularly frightening situation where you're dealing with a criminal or yeah. um, there's aggression or weapons being used. Did you have like any kind of fears or that you might be going into an unknown situation where you might be physically in danger as well? Uh, yeah, there is that aspect. I mean, maybe maybe it's me, but... For some unknown reason, so when I was when I was growing up, I was a teenager. I've always been into like combat sports, that type of stuff. Yeah. So I'm quite used to aggression. Okay, the, uh, quite, I'm quite used to a bit of violence. Yeah. Even, dare I say, I quite like it. Yeah, in that respect. Yeah. 
Yeah. But um, so for me, when these when that first came around and I was warned about, it, I'd already known about it when I signed up to the job. I was fully expecting that type of thing. Yeah. And uh, so I can't really say I've ever really been frightened as per se. Okay. So I, but I, th- I think that's probably more the background that helps me. So I'm yeah. not, And then during my work life, I've also I've also had to deal with conflict before. Right. And so I'm not really a stranger to that. No. Okay. So when I joined this job, well, actually. On the doors, there we go. Yeah, got to get much more violence out. Combine people with alcohol, you get a nice, That's get a nice true. little concoction. Yeah. So maybe it was that that dulled my senses a bit. Okay, so so you're able to kind of like go through that, not really feel afraid or not have kind not of not feel afraid at the time, no, shall we say? Time, yeah. Maybe afterwards. That's when it hits me. Okay, so me you do some self reflection and you think about yeah afterwards. But in the moment, no, I, I'll be honest with you. There's not really much going on going on up in that brain. Okay, no, well, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, well, you seem to accomplish that. I think there's probably a lot going on well, in nothing, the brain. Well, nothing going on um, in the brain or that. <laughs> I, I would say, so in the first, in the response um, team that you're in, any notable things to, to kind of mention, highlight? Yeah, so I'd say what, as a degree holder, so although I've got a degree, well, I've got a degree and a master's, so yeah. more than overly qualified for that position at least, but uh, there is a lot of studying okay. involved. So I signed up at the time when you had to do a degree regardless, yeah. and when you look at it from a business point of view, the, um, the way I view it, if I pay for you to do a degree in something and you've signed up to it knowing that you're going to do a degree well guess what even though if I've changed it at the end of it for sort of new candidates that come in mm-hmm. they don't have to do it I've still paid for you to do your degree because at yeah. the end of the day that's how universities work that's right so of course you still expect to do that degree and I'm in that boat so yeah. although I've already got one I've already signed up to it I've got to do it Yeah. so but the sports science degree that helps a lot and okay. it helped me in my masters as well because studying is a whole different it's a whole different ball game yeah the uh it's the way you word it, academic academic writing. You can put as much as you can put all the information you want in there, but if you can't write it in the way that academics want to hear it, yeah. you're not going to get very far. At the so, end of the day. Okay, so you're saying even the police force? Yeah, there's still academia involved. There's still academia, Someone's report writing. Another. Yep. Um, what other kind of things might you? You got report writing. You've got to write things up. This and the other. You got to okay. build files. I mean, I think, I think the I think the paperwork aspect is very important because yeah. that's great when you get the person. Get a person doing X, Y, Z. Somebody's got to deal with the paperwork yeah, at the end of the day. It doesn't the courts don't see the courts don't see the rest of it? No. You got to then read to somebody who's not seen it before. And one thing that really sticks out to me with the police is the communication. So they've yeah. got to be excellent at communicating. And again, in, the, in your degree, you would learn about communicating information in different yeah, ways, think, orally and visually. Yeah, and for sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, because of course that's a big part. Is that you've got to communicate yeah, back to base you've got to, what's you've going to communicate on. to people, and then to people, people that have never actually seen this. You, I might just walk into a room and say, "Oh, what's going on?" And I need some. I need to know what's happening. Yeah. So I can. So I'm comfortable to take it over. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I think the. I think the degree is quite helpful in that manner. Okay. But again, it's all what you make of it. So you did respond. So then, what did you move on to after that? So then, so I'm on rotations at a minute. Yeah. So then okay. I got moved on to Oxet, which is online child sexual exploitation. Ooh, okay. That's an interesting department. I found yeah. it at least. But um, the nice thing about that department, it's all online, and unfortunately, with most computers. What you you can't really deny what you've done because it is there. there. Computers don't do it themselves. So yet. you were looking at um, cases of online abuse, yeah, yeah. sexual abuse. Yeah, yeah. This okay. can be this. Well, yeah. Sometimes. Well, I didn't do the live service. I wasn't allowed. But um, this is things that people have been typing in online and watching. 
Right, okay. And uh, in that world, believe it or not, there's a whole, there's all types of categories. There is, yeah. I won't go into it. Yeah. But um, they're out there. You can imagine it is there. It's been done. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Did you find um, uh, something like that in terms? Of, again, I'm thinking more from a psychological perspective. Psychological seeing perspective. Seeing things that you know us mere mortals don't necessarily <laughs> see. <laughs> I think I know. Well, mere mortal. I think that's a bit of a strong word. I think everybody feels something. Okay. But yeah. uh, I think police, police are people at the end of the day. Yeah. Still got yeah. feelings. Still got. Yeah. Still got brain. So how do you deal with those? so how do, how do you kind of like shut that off and go home and be able to switch off like from the, the kind of things that you deal with not just necessarily in the in the sexual abuse but even mm. just in a day-to-day policing how would you how do you switch I off I think from it's it? important that you have something to do outside of work that okay. you and that you keep friends out away from the job yeah like it's great it's, don't get me wrong it's important to have friends in the job as well but it's also important equally to have friends outside of a job that yeah. are nowhere near it Okay. So, because I I think those friends keep you sane. Yeah. The the yeah. the firm reality that okay, yeah, you do a very responsible job, but end of the day, is your job. Yeah. There is other things out there. Yeah. So okay. I think I think that's a very healthy relationship to have because it then keeps. I think it's very easy to get stuck in one way. Yeah. And not realize, yeah, there's a there is a life outside of this, and I think those friends outside of a job keep you in that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, to shut you away from the psychological things, I tend to do a lot of sports down that way and. Maybe that's just part of a degree because when I was down here, I was quite into sports anyway. Yeah, well, but I think that keeps me sane. One thing I was going to ask you was the kind of role of sport and exercise science and fitness and, yeah. and, and like more generally, how does it help you as a police officer? Not only just playing or participating in sport or going to the gym or whatnot, but in terms of the knowledge and application of what you learned during yeah. your degree, how does it help you to be a better police officer? Well, it helps me. So... It helps me in regards to I do I do a lot of my own training. Yeah. So I've been used I use my degree in some aspects like, okay, yeah, this is XYZ is probably the better way of doing it. Yeah. And then you've got your research that backs that up. Yeah. And then as well, the nutrition side there because it's very, very easy to slip down that role and go eat McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. it really is and we all know McDonald's is in really healthiest option, is it? No, and is this an old uh, kind of is it a, a cliche of police officers eating donuts? Hey, there's no, actually, there's nothing from. wrong with donuts actually in moderation <laughs> there's nothing wrong with them. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you have as many donuts as you want. I don't recommend it but you can. Yeah. But um yeah so I found the nutrition aspects a very important thing and just overall structure. Because I think what people realise is that yeah okay it's probably not healthy but also it's not the end of the world because yeah. Calories are calories. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's probably not the most nutritional. This nutrition and the somewhere nutritionally valued yeah, thing yeah. to eat. But yeah. there's nothing really against it. That's the only thing you can get, <laughs> yeah. so long as you keep within that allowance. So that helps. Okay. The, uh, but in the degree as well, because obviously sports science degree is a degree, and there's a lot of paperwork involved in that degree. Yeah. When you go and do your degree again, it's it's the same principle, isn't it? Yeah. Academic academic yeah. writings, academic so writing. Transferable. Yeah, yeah, yeah transferable. Yeah. And then yeah. time management. You learn yeah. that a lot in yeah. sports science, so okay. I did. So yeah. you learn to manage time when things need to be done. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's Great. how I found it helped. And in terms of, so obviously you, you, you then moved on to some more specialties after that. and uh, I moved back to response. Well, I actually to... moved on to neighbourhood teams, so that's dealing with, um, that's your neighbourhoods. Yeah. Like, that's like so your community, kind of, community policing. Community policing. Yeah, yeah, community yeah. policing. <clears throat> okay. And what's the long-term future then? So where do you feel you're, you're going to specialise in? I know you've got some different options there, haven't you? It's, well, the nice thing about the police is that you can go sideways or up Okay. The, um, now, sure, yeah. It's, so I've actually got I've got a keen interest in firearms. That's okay. just me. Yeah. Always been interested in them. Maybe yeah. that's partly because of my Filipino heritage. Yeah. <laughs> guns are quite a big thing in the Philippines, yeah. so I'm not a, I'm not a stranger to them either. Right. So, uh, but I've also got quite an interest in traffic. I've always, you know, yourself. I'm a yeah. big motorhead. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I've got so, okay, so them got two things. But to- I'll tell you what else crossed my mind. Maybe trying a bit of city centre life in Birmingham, city centre at least. Right, okay. Doing a, maybe a year or two down there first. Yeah, yeah. So, because I think that's quite an, that's quite an interesting role because that's a very big city. It and is. And there's all yeah. sorts going on. Yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, so um, what in terms of what you would do next, and so let's say, for example, you went into the armed police, mm-hmm. what would you do in terms of your training? How how long further would you need to um, well, it's a train for? It's a different type of um, different type of policing down there. So yeah. the um, don't quote me on this. I think the course is ten plus weeks long. Right. The firearms course. So they got. I want to say twenty five weeks. That's what I want to say. I don't know if it is twenty five weeks, but it's quite an intensive course. And either pass it, you fail it. End yeah. of the day. Yeah. But um, with that course, what I've been told, you've got to be very, very fit, physically fit. Okay. And you've also got to know your powers. Right. Which um, powers as in know the laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to know your laws, but yeah. importantly, you've got to be able to combine those two. So you've got to be blowing. Okay. And, be, and still be able to think. Quite, yes, I see what you mean. You know, yeah, what, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, there's exactly. two, there's two different, two different things here. You can, yeah. you can be very, very fit. Yeah. But you've also got to be able to be. To think. Yeah. Like, cognitively as well, at the same under pressure. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's yeah. a one way. And uh, yeah. I tell you what, I like doing actually. Well, when I do run on the treadmill, I tend to, I tend to run quite hard on the treadmill, get myself really, um, get myself really blowing where I'm really gasping for yeah. air, and then I'll just test myself. Yeah, that's a on great. Something. Yeah, and if I yeah. get it, and if I get it right, I know it's there. Yeah. The uh, then I can always pull back on it, and it has helped yeah. in the past when I've actually yeah. had to run after somebody and then football was lost. I've seen cases of elite athletes do things like that. So they've been they've been put themselves into a really intense exercise protocol. Yeah. yeah. And then they've been solving a puzzle at the same time, yeah. and it's this whole thing about trying to tr- develop your cognitive abilities when you're actually under extreme physiological stress as well yeah. as in with exercise so yeah that's quite interesting yeah so um, maybe that's maybe that's the subject in sports science I, I didn't actually read into any of that and i don't know whether there's any psychological things in that yeah but um yeah i suppose you use a degree in that in that aspect for okay. to improve your own game <laughs> and, uh, i've got a uh, just Go a more kind of general question so you know, i grew up watching the bill which might be a little bit before bit your before time me, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> maybe some of the other guys and, maybe and a lot of other cop shows and stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, is it like it basically is real policing like what we see on the television, or is that all kind of like exaggerated? It's a bit exaggerated. And, yeah, I, I, so. I, th- I think <laughs> I think so at least. Maybe yeah. maybe some other colleagues will correct me on that, but yeah. I, I think it's a bit exaggerated. Yeah, I, but, I, I always uh, say like they, if if you were to take the day to day of any job, it mm. wouldn't make good TV, would it? So no, we wouldn't. They just take out the best bits, put it all together, oh, and you've got your like thirty minute episode, and it's like <laughs> wow. Because I remember when I was a kid, I was yeah. watching the bill. I said to my mum and dad, I want to be a police officer. I think it just that, looked cool, didn't yeah, it's it? A good, it's a good, it's a good recruit drive I've got to admit I mean <laughs> yeah. you've got to think about that one I mean it's like when the RAF put out for pilots I mean you've seen yeah. their adverts I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway away from that um, I'd say the good shows to watch are um don't know, so police custody, that's quite a good one for what I hear. I, you know, yeah, you know yourself, yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV no, anyway. No, no, yeah. This, well, is, this, is, only, either, this yeah. is only for what I've been told. And yeah. I think the new the new episodes of The Met or something like that, okay. they're quite interesting to watch. Okay, yeah. The, uh, so, if somebody, so what you're saying is if somebody wants to get a taste of policing as a career, so some of our undergrads at the moment, yeah. if they watch the, twenty, is it 24 hours in police custody or police custody? Yeah. So something like that, isn't it? And then The Met, two good programs that give a, a more realistic account of what, the mm. day-to-day life of, a, of an officer might be any kind of negative things like things that you think or oh, could be better or that's probably the like the unpleasant part of the job uh, unpleasant okay i mean i'm kind of used along I, w- I would say like the long hours got okay. them. Yeah, if you're not if you're not work. if you're not used to that yeah. that can be that can be a problem yeah. so and the fact that sometimes you can go yeah. sometimes 12 hours without having a break Wow. Now, okay. for me, for me, for people like me, when I was in my old job, when I used to work for the Irish, and they were constantly pushing, believe you me, yeah. they knew how to push. 
the um, it's not so much not so much of a big deal to me. I'm used to yeah. that. But um, yeah, some people that join and that is a shock. It's a cultural yeah. shock. Yeah. Um, you got night shifts. Some yeah. people don't like night shifts, so oh. they join not thinking that you do have to do night shifts. Yeah. And, 24 organized 24 hour organization you do have to do them yep but um negatives it's it's like any job it's what you make of it it's, it's what you make of it yeah yeah okay. i mean you get your good days and your bad days is what you make of it yeah exactly as long as the overall experience is a yeah i mean one, like satisfying as well yeah it's like i say it's uh what's satisfying to me might not be satisfying to you yeah yeah, yeah. so when i was driving might go back to that so some people hated what i used to do i used to love it yeah, yeah. The, uh, some people say don't go work for them, but I've always run the motto: go try it for yourself. And if yeah. you don't like it, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, it's what I don't like. You might not like. That's right. So I say, if you think about joining, yeah, join for your own reasons and see what you think. Wow. Okay. And um, I've got so many questions that I could just ask you about the policing. It's just a fascinating topic. Uh, I know that we've got to keep it on time, <laughs> um, but. Any kind of tips then for our undergrad students or postgrad students that are kind of thinking about a career in the police force? What kind of things? I mean, I know you've mentioned heavily about the life experience, but is there anything else that you might tell them that might, if they were thinking of a career in this area? If you're thinking about doing it, do your utmost. So study a new degree. Do yep. do well in that because number one, you paid for it. Yeah. So that's don't go don't go skimping on that and partying all the time, which I know you do in the first year. The um, focus on your degree. Make, try keep in touch with your lecturers because you never know where those lecturers end up or when you ever want to speak to them. Yeah. Like, like I said, good good ground anchor. And um, otherwise, I I honestly I would suggest try get more try. What's the word for it? I don't want, I don't want to say try have a good don't try have a life. I think that's a bit of a strong word. Um, enjoy your life. Have a have yeah. a bit of fun before because there's something there's some things that when you when you join the police you can't do anymore. Yeah. The, yeah. um, plain, plain and simple or you can but you've got to go ask for permission right okay the, uh, or somewhat so you somewhat ground it's almost like the military almost yeah, yeah. but I'd say have a good time in uni explore your life explore your life yeah, yeah. Have, see, what have, you want. See, see what's out there because well, there's more there's more to life than the police at the end of the day isn't yes, it yes of course like, go, yeah. go have a bit of fun yeah, the, yeah. Uh, try different jobs if you ever wanted to do it go for it yeah just at the end of the day you only live once and you're a young one so that's it well, like you said to me before commitments arrive do what you want do what yeah exactly do and I think the key thing that I'm getting is basically that life experience yeah the more, that's a very the greater life thing. experience that you have the better able, the better you are the better able you are to relate to people exactly. shall we say and at the end of the day when you go to somebody that's what you are that's how that's you build it. that's how you build relationships yeah like at the end of the day you don't have to like me and I don't have to like you but yeah. we can find some sort of mutual ground yes we can work together yeah the, uh, regardless of a uniform because most I'll, people have a go with that but. exactly and I always think with the police it, they're kind of there all the time everywhere but sometimes for some people that that the, their interaction with the police might be the first and only time that's it yeah because it's not you know you don't have the police and sometimes, and sometimes it's not always on a good term either no it's not like, on a good term some, either sometimes, that for, sometimes some people the first contact they'll have with the police is when the police are delivering a death message right yeah the, uh, that's yeah. why when you knock on some people's door they think what's happened yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. otherwise law abiding citizens don't really have much to do with you the police that, do exactly like, how many times you had to deal with them yeah hardly at, ever at your door that yeah means. no yeah but never in fact exactly. so, I'm, not, I'm not talking about speeding down the road that's no. a different story yeah, but yeah. knocking at your door yeah no that's first thing that run for your mind is what's happened exactly and then if you if you're as a police officer if you've got those that ability to relate you've got that ability to relate and speak to people and get on their level yeah which is speaking to them as a person away yeah. from the uniform yeah I think you're going to go, I think you'll be all right. You'll go far, won't you? Yeah, no, I, I would say that that's probably something that will help in other careers. Yeah, it helps in all aspects of life. 
helps in a lot of aspects of it life. It helps in all it? aspects of life. It makes life easier. Getting on, getting on with people is a very important skill to develop. Yeah. You, you well, don't have to like them, but... Yeah, no, some, exactly. some, And hell, that's something you can develop while you're in university. Yeah. Just by yeah. the sheer amount of people that arrive. Yeah. And I think you'll know yourself, most students nowadays aren't very talkative. You've got yeah. to go in there, blind approach. And that's yeah. a lot what you do in this job. Blind approach people. Yeah. And start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, which I find most people maybe nerves. I don't know. I mean, I used to be like that, but I think when I was working the doors, I had to get rid of that. Yeah. You soon had to speak to people, and it helped when I was in uni. That's how I met most of my friends. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody starts out as a stranger eventually. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, brilliant. Well, Mark, thank you very, thank much, you very much for much. being on no, the show. Really us. fascinating. Uh, it's been <laughs> great to hear your insights. And what's more amazing is just to see that journey from sport and exercise science all the way through to where you are now. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a very worthwhile degree. I, I don't regret it. I met most of my good friends out of it. Well, all of them, actually. Well, it's, yeah, that's yeah. great so, Great to hear. It's good to know that, you know, we as a school played a, 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 like yeah. a small part. Fun, in, fun memories of this place, mate. Like, it, was a, it was a funny old feeling coming down that road. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. fun memories. I used to walk down here. No, that's great, and it's so, and, and 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 we wish you and I wish you the very best for the future. I you. hope whatever you decide to do, arm police, traffic, or, yeah, or something wherever. else, <laughs> you know, you get to the, you know you achieve the goals that you want to achieve, and we'll get you back on again in the future. You know, when you're in your specialty, I'm and, uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure you will be, yeah, and uh, we can chat a little bit more about uh, you know the next stages and stuff. But it's certainly been uh, great to have you, Mark. Yeah, and, great uh, for having us here. Thanks for bringing back the memories. No, no problem, and Perfect. wish you all the best for uh, the future. Uh, so that's everything for that well that's today's episode done um please do join us again next month when we'll have another exciting guest um and we'll share some more stories we'll see you soon thank you for listening to today's banger sports science podcast we hope you found it informative and enjoyable and look forward to bringing you more episodes please like share and subscribe to our content and until next time goodbye 